Welcome to Hello Uglies, a Dragula recap show for Season 4, Episode 10, titled Grand Finale. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by the other mistress of the macabre from the Bloody Podcast Network. Please say hello, uglies, to the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore, Miss Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Laurie. Shut up! (laughs) Oh, the last time you're going to do the shut up. I know. I didn't feel like it was that great, though. Can I do one more? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Shut up! <laughs> Your new neighbors must be, like, so terrified when you do this. Um, I mean, here's what's funny, is that literally the first week we moved in, mm-hmm. I saw my neighbor, like, every single day. I would go outside, he would be there. I would, you know, get the mail, he would be there. I, ever since that first week, I have not seen my neighbor once. Oh, so really? I think they were like, "Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, we gotta, li- we gotta move." Now, Lori, as was documented, um, you know, last week, uh, you, uh, we, we couldn't record the finale last week as we were supposed to because you ha- you came down with a, a super double ear infection, right? Yeah, it was it was a doozy. It was a double ear infection plus my ear canal. Both my ear canals were swollen shut. So and, they were like, just, yeah, it was all pain on pain on pain. And ridiculous. once again, I want I want to state now I am not a medical doctor. People sometimes think I am. You're but not. I'm not. Nope. No. Well, then why did you do my appendectomy? Well, look, I'm trying to work my way up to doing a uh, what are those things that gynecologists do? A pap smear. Oh, a vaginal mesh. I would. Like- <laughs> yeah. I want to do a pap smear on you. <laughs> so you start with appendectomy. Yeah, I start with the epidemic first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to get your stomach. You got to get your gag reflex going. So yeah, you oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Get get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I work it backwards. That's, that's yeah. the medical school I went to. Anyway, um, but I happen to think that uh, the reason you got this ear infection was from the boob laden, the boob sweat laden uh, ear uh, wax cleaner you would have. It was definitely probably because of that. Oh. Yeah. I went to uh, the doctor uh, Tuesday, I want to say, and uh, I have an appointment later today, and uh, they still are, like, on the fence about what it is. What they think it is is that I probably would have, because I have rosacea on my face, and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm very white and brittle, Mm -hmm. and uh, so they think I have eczema, but they think it's eczema in in my ear canal that I've been using the q-tip thing cleaner for that has uh i've scratched and bruised it so much that it turned into a fungus fun times so uh, you know uh newest afterthought media sensation uh christian ochoa was talking to me yesterday he's talking about how much he loves you and how honest you were about this ear thing and he just loved it and i said let me tell you this And I'm going to give the audience, so, you know, with the different Afterthought Media uh, personalities who live in L.A., we were going to do this um, Christmas, you know, holiday dinner slash uh, bachelor is what we called it, because Adam Salandra, one of our hosts, got married over the summer to a man, and we were going to do, instead of a bachelor party, a bachelor party. We were going to engorge ourselves with food. Yes. And this has been postponed and rescheduled so many times, but finally it was going to happen Tuesday, but it didn't happen Tuesday because Salandra 
was exposed. He doesn't have coronavirus, at least not yet, but yeah. was exposed uh, to it at on Christmas Eve, and so we had to cancel. But yeah, I was telling Christian, I go the day before. Lori calls me, and she's like, "Oh, I had to go to the emergency room. I had I couldn't breathe, and I had tightness in my chest, and." I thought I was having a heart attack, but they said I was all good. But they scheduled me for a stress test for Tuesday, the day of the bachelor. And I was like, well, Lori, that's the day of the bachelor. And she's like, what time is it at? And I was like, at six. And she goes, oh, no, mine, it's at one. I can totally make it. And I was like, who's going to something called the bachelor <laughs> the day of their heart stress test? That's what I kind of love. Champions. Like, Champions. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like, it sounds like definitely something a champion does. Not a good point. Well, I, I will say that I, I definitely don't, I don't have any heart issues. Uh-huh. Knock on wood. Uh, that anybody's tell. Uh, what I do have is a massive amount of stress. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my body is basically going, something's, you're, you're doing something wrong. We don't know what it is. So we're firing on all c- cylinders. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to uh to talk about this, so I don't know if you need to take it out of the podcast. But okay, I, ahead. one of the things that I love about the Discord that you have for your Patreon is just the number of um channels you have. Yeah, and one of the things that I don't really go on, but I was mm-hmm. feeling a little frisky yesterday, and I decided mm-hmm. to check out was the Porn Decor Lounge. Oh, sure, yeah. I don't really go on it. And um, I will say there are two things that I, one thing I loved and one thing I hated mm-hmm. about it. And the one thing I loved was uh, what I'm assuming was Christian's roommate videotaping him getting oh. fucked. Not like wait, actually wait, 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 getting wait, fucked, yeah. but like the sounds of it happening. Yeah. So her Christian's roommate, Jess, also another coming up afterthought media host. She, they live together and obviously they're roommates. That's how roommates work. But uh, she videotaped her face and her reaction, as you can hear Christian uh, in, I'm assuming, the th- the throes of ecstasy getting railed upstairs in their townhome or wherever. Yeah. And also, she posted a picture of her boobies. Those are for you. Yeah. And she, Did you know they were uh, for you? Oh. <laughs> well, so I wanted to see them, so I asked Star if I, we could see them together. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you know, you could just look at them by yourself. You don't have to invite me to look at them. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So we both looked at them, but they were nice. I liked them. Good for you. But it, second thing, the one mm-hmm. thing I hated, and I, I only saw one post, and I hope this isn't a trend, mm-hmm. but it seems to me like there's some fan uh, like storylines going about me and my aunt being in an incestuous relationship, and well, I'm not here for it, and I want it to stop. It's not a storyline. This is... I'm going to ask you a series of questions, Lauren. I just want you to answer yes or no. No, it's nothing sexual. So I I don't want you to... It's it's nothing sexual. There's nothing sexual going on with me and my aunt. We're just friends. I just want you to answer... (laughs) Just friends. (laughs) I want you to answer a series of questions, yes or no. Have you ever walked out of your room and seen your aunt walking around bottomless? Yes. That's just because she sleeps... Okay. That's First off, that's not... There's nothing sexual about that. 
Have you seen your nieces and your nieces naked? No, not that they were yes. chill, like infants. Thank you. Okay. Well, still, you've seen them naked though, so <laughs> I can make that. I can make that same argument. By the way, I've seen you naked. Oh, the have you? Yeah. Have you seen me fully naked? Yeah, I I sit outside your window. Oh. I'm always like, why does she like to order Pollo Loco and then eat eat it in the nude? Because then I get the bits in my crevices when I can eat (laughs) it. It's like a second meal. We don't have a lot of time today, so why don't we get... Why don't <laughs> I love we, how we were like, what a time crunch. I know. Lori and I had a thing. We had a time crunch today. We're going to do it early or we're going to do it later. What are we going to do? And we, we were both like, we know how we are. Like, we're going to get in these weird ancillary topics and go there. Anyway, for this week's cold open, the monsters... You know what? We're doing the finale now, and then we'll go back to the reunion at the end. Because we didn't really talk about the Last Supper either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For this week's cold open, the monsters are reflecting. For the main challenge, the contestants must appear in a podcast, create three looks, and give a lip-sync performance. When all is said and done, Dolly is crowned the winner of season four and the next drag super monster. Lori, go ahead and name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Um, I would say the two things I liked about the episode were the looks. I love the looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved who was on in the finale i felt like those four people were the four people that definitely should have been in the finale mm-hmm. um and the one thing i didn't like is and and i'm just gonna say this is for all finale based finales of reality based competition shows yeah. is that it was fair fairly boring yeah and i'm not saying that it wasn't good because the looks were great the everything i thought was good um, it's just, it was cool to see how far everybody had, uh, how far the show has come. Um, but it was just one of those things where it's like, all these people deserve to be here. You know, we saw, we heard their, we heard them judge and then they picked the winner that honestly, I feel like if they had picked any of them, I would have been like, great, they deserve to win. Mm-hmm. So it was just sort of fairly boring. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you say that because I was thinking before this at the exact same point, but it's funny that you made the point that I was going to make, like, it's not it's not boring because it's Dragula. All reality shows, are the finale yes. is boring. Every rea- American Idol, Survivor, Two and a Half Men, any reality show, boring finale. I'm glad that we finally are breaking the fourth wall and telling people that Two and a Half Men was a reality-based competition re- show. It was a reality-based competition <laughs> show. Notice people were getting el- the, the sun got eliminated. Yeah, Charlie got eliminated. Sheen got eliminated. The other, yeah. the Ducky from uh, Pretty in Pink was the one that won. He was, yeah, he was, he was the one. He won the end. He was at. He was the one that lasted the longest. Uh, yeah, no, I've been with that little kid. Like you get on a hit TV show. It's a license to print money and he quits. You know, I think it just gets to a point where you have a certain amount of money and you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Also, yeah, I think he was, wasn't there a thing where he like got in with a church that like also was the church Justin Bieber used to be a part of. And it was like a super, like culty like evangelical church and they were basically telling him that like the show was like like sinful and mm-hmm. wrong well and i think it was like simple because it was so horrible <laughs> um i will say this i watched a couple episodes 
uh, and you know what so when I was when I couldn't hear. And if you watch it with the sound off, it's fairly funny. Oh really? So, um, but no, uh, yeah, no, I I agree. I think that that you know honestly the the when I my aunt and I when we watch our you know reality based com- competition shows like Top Chef and stuff like that, the the best parts are the beginning is the mm-hmm. beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And then as you go along, it just gets a little more boring because then they start to weed out the crazy people and the people that, you know, clearly shouldn't be there. Yeah. And, you know, for the most part, that wasn't this, this season. I feel like for the most part, you know, after a couple episodes, it was like, yeah, these people are great, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was just sort of like, it just, I felt like the finale was great. The finale, you can have something that's great, but also sort of boring in that it's like, I, there's no stakes, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing that I'm like, Oh, if so-and-so wins, I'm going to be so pissed. You know, mm-hmm. uh, everybody there was great. Um, so what I was going to tell you is, is, uh, I just want to jump immediately to the cold open. I don't have any different opinion from you. And but I'm also for for Zach listening. Zach, our producer, wrote an amazing script, but like, there's so little to this show that I'm like, do we really need? Do, do I mean, we can cross it with the the that ship when we get to it. But do we need to talk about the podcast interviews? Well, I have a thing that I would like to bring up about the podcast. Okay, interview. so then we'll talk about it a little bit. It's yeah. not the interviews themselves. It's just sort of like the the way the show was formatted that I I wanted to talk to you about. And that could be a short, really short conversation. So let's talk about the cold open. Each of the four remaining monsters are alone, sitting, walking and contemplating their time on Dracula and what's to come in the finale. Any big thoughts on the cold open, Laurie? (laughs) I mean, it was just like, you know, it went on a little too long. It was very like cool to see them like being able to walk around LA and, you know, all that stuff, but it was just like, it, it was just sort of like, okay, like we get it, you know, like they're, they're really, you know, like happy to be here. And they're, you know, it's like, it was like watching a tourist, somebody likes their vacation photos, you know, it's like, here's me in front of, you know, the lights that everybody takes pictures of. Well, yeah, they went to very, very, with the exception of a couple of places, they went to very, very on-the-nose L.A. tourist attractions. Yeah. And I also was, like, feeling a little, like, uncomfortable. I don't know if you were, but I feel like they were kind of relegating Hoso to just <laughs> doing the Asian. <laughs> well, what's funny is, so uh, I, I have this in my notes. I had I had to go back and take a closer look at the writing because there is a d- distinct writing style difference. But there is a very prominent and uh, large and thriving Koreatown in Los Angeles. And the yes. same thing is true for the Chinatown. But Chinatown is very close to downtown, which, which so is Koreatown. Anyway... It looks like they took Hoso, who is Korean, to Chinatown. Re- oh, really? See, I was wondering about that. I was trying to figure out where that was because mm-hmm. they both had. There are similar like landmarks in both Koreatown and Chinatown. Well, that's and why I was so, trying to look at the writing because yeah. the writing is very distinct. Oh, but I couldn't get a, I couldn't get a good sense that's of the writing. That's what but, you meant by that. Okay. Yeah, it was, looks was, like they took her to Chinatown. Uh, but I noticed I clocked the same thing too. <laughs> it was in my notes. And then, and then they shoot right when they do that to Hoso. Then they shoot like 
a saint like walking down a street and i was like oh are they like having her look for black people like is that what, is that what they're gonna have her? like i was just like what it, and they it just seemed to me i don't know it just was a little it made me feel like okay we get it but well, it seems the song like, was amazing yeah I love it, the song. It, it seemed like they filmed hoso saint and sigourney together because um dolly was filmed at the santa monica pier which is very far away from where they are. Yeah. But they were all around the same area. Sigourney was just walking around random downtown, like close to Skid Row. And then at one point they took her to, and which is funny, it's actually a really cool spot, quote unquote. And I can't believe they didn't really highlight it, but there is a, a small puppet theater called the Bob Baker Marionette Theater. It used to be downtown. They've since moved to another part of the city. But the, yeah. the, the, the abandoned theater is still there. And they filmed her in front of that abandoned theater. But they didn't show there was a, a, an old puppet theater, which I think could be kind of spooky and interesting. And yeah. so um, there was that. And then the, she was so she was downtown. If, if Both Koreatown and Chinatown are very close to downtown. And then Saint was at the Music Center and then just a random part of downtown. So... Yeah. Um, they were all downtown. Like maybe they filmed Dali later or something. But uh, yeah, well, because they didn't have any like culture, race based <laughs> places to put her, so they were like, yeah. "Here you go. Here's Santa Monica. Walk down Santa Monica." Which is so funny because there's so many not on the nose places to film that are cool in LA. You yeah. Know? So like, I don't know why they chose a lot of these. Like, why would they be? Why would Saint be at the the music center? I don't put that on them, to be honest with you. I feel oh, no, like no, a lot no. of that probably has to do with scheduling and, like, you know, tourist. Like, it's one of those things where I think when you go to, like, tourist attractions, people are used to people filming. So mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't get a big stink. But if you go to some place that's a little out of the way, people might be like, you can't film here, you know? And yeah. so, well, you I know, get, but I get what you're saying. It makes sense because they could probably get a permit for a certain perimeter. And then that was easier. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it was fine. I mean, it was, it, you know, it one of those. It was one of those things where it hit me in my feels. Like I would say oh, for the first like two minutes, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "All right," <laughs> like, yeah. you know, because it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, these you hear their backstories, and these people like they all are like they work so hard, and you know, they they're all extremely talented, and you're mm-hmm. just like, to be honest with you, it was it was. I think it was one of the first times in a reality based competition show where i was like i genuinely hope all of them win you mm-hmm. know like i would love it if like the boulet brothers were like yeah dolly's gonna headline but like everyone else is coming with us mm-hmm. although i don't think Hoso's gonna be <laughs> i don't think she's gonna be touring anytime soon but um but yeah i i genuinely was like i hope that they're all super successful in their field because they're all incredibly talented um, all right, well, let's go on. After no one's elimination, Dali, Saint, Hoso, and Sigourney walk into the boudoir for the final time. Each of them are proud of what they've accomplished and are excited to compete in the finale. Saint feels redeemed and Dali can't find the words to express their gratitude. On the main stage, a contestants learned about this week's challenge. They'll have to design three distinct looks and floor shows based on the Dracula tenets, filth, horror, and glamour. For their glamour floor show, the monsters will lip sync to the Change the Paradigm by Ostra. Finally, they'll join the Boulet Brothers for an interview on their podcast, Creatures of the Night. Speaking of that podcast, 
Each monster takes a turn in the hot seat with the Boulet brothers and producer Ian. Saint has gone from Saint 2.0 to Saint Perfected and feels the pressure to be a champion for Outcast. Sigourney hopes to change bookings and castings for AFAB Queens. Dali encourages others to move beyond their factory settings and Hoso shares about her cancer journey. Laurie and Ro- K Rock and Camp, any thoughts on this podcast? Okay, so here's uh, two things. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is a little, uh, it's sort of like this, the, when they record songs on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. It's like, do you genuinely think that that's, those are, that's how they set up their, no. their setup? No. And the second thing is, or I guess three things. Why do they all need laptops? Lori, I have the same two points you're making. One, this, I will say, Ian and Swan kept up the illusion with the microphones. Okay. Yes. This track, Guys, I'm using a microphone properly for a podcast, okay? So you're going to hear audibly what would happen if 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 Drac actually used the microphone the way she was using it. Okay, here we go. Well, my question for you is, <laughs> what would you have done differently? She was not even talking. The mic was so far away. For, she would literally turn her head like this and have a conversation with Swan, and there would be no sound. Look at sound change, not... Uh, I'm just turning my head now, and and there's no 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 sound change, nothing. Yeah. yeah, I just I was like, I just don't. I mean, I get like the aesthetic of it, but it's just like just like just do the podcast. Like, why yeah. do we need to have all this pomp and circumstance? And and why does laptops mean that they're doing a podcast? <laughs> Yeah, like, but what about the, I mean, I could see maybe if they need to, like, be, like, messages or something, or, Mm -hmm. I could see the producer needing a podcast, but I don't understand why Track and Swanthula and the producer. Yeah, what are they going to be looking at on their laptops? It's probably, I mean, honestly, they probably are just, like, checking Instagram. Like, they're just like, let me just see what this is like. Honestly, if I had the setup that they had, I would want, like, producer Zach or producer uh, Luke or Bree. I would want them, I want them handling all that shit. I want to focus on the creative content. I don't want to focus on producing. Yeah, exactly. You know? And my third thing is, Mm -hmm. and this is just a personal thing, so I could be be completely wrong, but it seems to me, why... I have, my question, I guess, is for a show that's trying to, I guess, under sort of under the radar claim, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that they are not like RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Why are they copying RuPaul's Drag Race yes. almost to a T? Yes. <laughs> it's super weird. It like I I mean I don't know. I look. I think that like it's fine having these contestants on their podcast, mm-hmm. but to like film it and then put it out and have it be part of the finale. Yeah. Like that just seems kind of, a, that seems like a, a blatant copy of mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I, uh, I 100% agree. And uh, okay. I, I, I noted the same thing too. It was, it was, again, and just, but just like RuPaul's Drag Race, the podcast interviews were completely pointless. Yeah. Although I did think it was funny that when they asked, like they asked Sigourney, like, why do you think you should win? And Sigourney legitimately for a second was like, Ooh, <laughs> I didn't think anyone would ask me this question. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how many times were they going to show the same clip of somebody moving those dials back and forth? Oh. Um, like, I was just like, get it. 
We There's a production involved. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, okay, let's move on to the floor show. Each monster shows off their filth, horror, and glamour looks on the main stage. Um, so let's go to the glamour first of all. Uh, we have Sigourney Hoso Saint. This is the one where they uh, lip synced to the song, right? Yeah. Okay. What were your thoughts on... Uh, and we're going to do... We'll go in depth, but first, let us do our old standby where um, I'm going to ask you, like, toot or boot, okay, uh, about whether you like the look or not, okay? Okay. Should it be, like, different words since it's not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's going to be... I like the word boo for Dracula instead of boot. Yeah. But what rhymed with boo? True or boo? I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. You know what, Lori? I'm going to do this. Why don't we do this? We don't, we don't worry about it later. No. Why don't we take a break right now? When we come back, we'll do the floor show. All right? So let's okay. take a break. We'll be back right after this. Okay, so the first look was glamour. We're gonna do. We can just do Tudor boot. Let's do Tudor boot. Yeah, let's yeah, do Tudor boot. That's what we know. All right, Tudor boot. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna do glamour. Uh, Sigourney came down wearing a white sequin pageant gown and with a big blonde updo. Uh, Tudor boot. I'm gonna say what I originally thought, but then I'm gonna also say so toot. Okay. But the, when the Boulet brothers, there were two people. When the Boulet brothers talked about it now because they were saying that they didn't think that she was too that glamorous i'm like i kind of see it now Mm -hmm. so it kind of changed my opinion but originally i was like two so so now it's a boot yeah now it's a boot uh okay and all right uh next we have hoso came out a traditional asian dress and hat traditional asian dress and hat i loved it too I just want you to know, I'm not giving my opinion. Oh, you're your not opinion. correcting me with what your opinion is? No, cor- I don't know what you're talking about. There's no correction. Okay. I'm just not going to... We're going to buzz right through this, and then we'll talk about them in depth per look. Uh, okay. Saint came down in a black sequin gown with red accents and neck and legs. Uh, tutor, um, tutor boot. 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 Oh, okay, yeah. And then finally, Dali came out in a red open jacket, red top hat, and red skirt. It was kind of circusy. Two. Wow, we agreed down the board. You know, yeah. I want everyone to know. Uh, a tone ring in the Discord was that suggested poo or boo, but in my head, then boo has to be good, right? And poo is bad. But then you have to switch in your brain. Oh wait, boo is good. I don't know. We'll stick. We'll stick to Tudor boo. All right. Any big thoughts on this floor show look? Um. Oh, you mean for... The glamour, sorry. For glamour? Yeah, yeah we went through it quickly, I, I, but if you had a big thoughts. Oh, uh, yeah. So the two that I was saying, I thought originally I was like, oh, I like, I kind of like uh, Saints and 
um, Sigourney's looks. But then mm-hmm. when the Lady Brothers pointed out about the shape for Saint, I was like, yeah. When I went back and looked, I was like, it did kind of screw up her shape a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this season, she's been really good at sort of showing her shape, mm-hmm. kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I that changed my mind. Um, so, and then they were saying the thing about, I thought definitely you know if you're a glamour queen and you're no you've been doing glamour and then you have the one section is known for glamour and you come out in sort of a muted outfit i mm-hmm. feel like you know it's like what well, where's the glamour yeah so um let me go down the line i have thoughts here on notes with hoso i said it was good i just think that, i didn't think her performance she's not a very experienced performer her performance didn't read glamour her performance almost read kind of what you would do for like horror filth but she was doing glam it was very strange and so like it kind of dinged me on that one but the look was good but and she but if she would have played it in a glamour way i think it would have played more glamorous um yeah, i can da- see that dolly i liked it but i'm all meh, for the finale i've seen better right yeah. um saint i liked the hair but i hated the outfit the hair was good though and yeah. finally, Sigourney, um, I liked it. It was good. But it was, again, like same thing with Dali. Was it finale level? No. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Let's move on now to horror. Uh, first, we have Sigourney came out as a mad scientist. Lori, uh, toot or boot? Uh, boot. Wow. Uh, Hoso, the many face mask IV chemo diary. Toot. Hmm. I don't know where I've fallen. I'm gonna say. How is that? You said uh, you weren't well, gonna give we're your... going. We're going to. We're gonna. What are you talking about? You said you weren't gonna give your opinion and judge. I'm me not for giving it. my opinion. Oh my god. I'll give okay. it later. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. Uh, Saint Tooth Fairy. Uh, I would say hmm, toot. And finally, Dali as a screaming religious priest-like figure. Just on the look, boot. Uh, all right. Any big thoughts on the horror here? Deep, deep thoughts. So I would say that this one was was separated for me because I felt like, besides Hoso, a lot of the looks were kind of basic. Mm-hmm. Um. Saints, I felt like, was secondary. She at least had some kind of, like, you know, fun makeup. Mm-hmm. It was the performance that I felt like sold it. Like, Sigourney's was kind of basic when she came out. And then she had her, and then her performance and her story over time sold it. I feel like the biggest example of that is Dolly. Dolly's finale horror was so basic, but she sold it with her performance. So, that to me is my final opinion. All right, this Dali, I love her, and she should be the winner. But we've seen this look done before, I think multiple times, right? And done better. Again, not bringing it for the finale, we've seen it before and done better. So if you're going to do better than, like, was it Melissa B. Fears or someone like that on her finale was season one? They did an amazing job with that, like, sort of, like, priest horror look. It wasn't yeah. particularly scary. None I think of these... it was Melissa. I think that, no, yeah, it was Melissa B. Fierce because she had, like, the prayer beads or, like, the sun up her butt, remember? Oh, yeah, exactly. And there was blood and all this shit, yeah. Yeah. Um, Saint, 
when she was describing what the look was going to be in the in the in the uh, workroom, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be fucking lit, right?" And it was just a mouthpiece that she had, and I was like, and it, I actually re- wrote this down here. It's almost like I've never really totally understood all the time. This, you know, like is the outfit wearing? Are you wearing the outfit? Or is the outfit wearing you? But this mouthpiece, and I think the same thing's kind of true for um, Hoso is. It was so much about the prop that it was like, and all she was featuring was the mouthpiece. And I'm like, is is it is it a mouthpiece challenge? Is the so in other words, is she wearing the mouthpiece or is the mouthpiece wearing her? And it definitely came across as the mouthpiece was wearing Saint. And the same thing I'm gonna go with Hoso. Sending it's true. Um, I love the story. I love the story about her chemo and. Um, and I actually disagree with Swan when Swan was like, you've already done this multiple face look. First of all, I was like, really fucking Swan? These boulets came out in the same fucking pleather outfits every fucking week. You know, variation yeah. on that. Like, well, Which we've they seen look the- great in. Yeah. But what- yeah, it's like, if something works, you know, it's yeah. not, you can't get slammed for doing it repeatedly. Yeah. But, um, but again, it was the same thing though, where it was the rest of the look was sort of secondary to, the prop and to the multiple heads. And so I was like, again, is, is she wearing the prop or is the prop wearing her? Um, all right, let's move on now to filth. Uh, Sigourney brought, came out in a nightgown with blisters and pus and then she eats them. Lori, uh, tutor boot. I'm going to say on its face, if we just look at this challenge, toot. All right. You you said you weren't going to do this. I'm not doing anything, Lori. Okay, this is an automatic AI thing. No, it's not. You are you are judging me based off your. You can see me on camera. Do you see me doing anything? Yes. All right. You're being fat. (laughs) Also, uh, did an Asian hate inspired outfit, cat like makeup, eats a dog. Uh, I would say for this challenge, too. All right. Saint was a housewife eating kitty litter. Uh, For this challenge, boot. And finally, Dali came out with um, uh, some sort of autoerotic association masturbating clown. I I know I'm going to get buzzed for this. I think for this challenge, boot. All right, let's go in depth on these looks. Um, go ahead, Lori. So, again, I think with Dali, the the look itself was very generic. I felt like it was muted and it was generic. The performance and the story is what sold it. Mm-hmm. And I think she did a great job with her with the props and everything. But if you just look at the look, to me, mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's finale worthy. Mm-hmm. But again her performance and her storytelling sold it. Um, I feel like Hoso, in my opinion, in this uh, round one, because I felt like her look and her performance were, you know, in tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her face? Uh, Sigourney. I feel like because she just came off of horror where she did the thing where she was pulling skin off her face and smearing mm-hmm. herself with blood mm-hmm. to then come, come in with a 
another pulling stuff out of your mouth and your face and all that jazz. I felt like it was too close together. It was mm-hmm. a little redundant. Mm-hmm. So even though I liked the look and I thought that, um, you know, I thought that her performance was good. It just, to me felt too, too redundant from her other look. Mm-hmm. So that's why I didn't think. And then Saint, I felt like again with the, um, you were saying with the mouth, with the tooth mouthpiece, mm-hmm. I felt like with this kitty litter, it was like, that was the end all be all of her performance. She was going to come out, eat kitty litter. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's more, this isn't, you know, fear factor. You have to showcase something and mm-hmm. you have to like, you know, tell a story. And it just, I didn't feel like there was really a story to it. Well, look, I, and I will agree with you is and and, and I think, Swan or Drag, the Boulet brothers made this point, which I think was very true, which is she was more glamorous in her filth look than she was in her actual glamour look. She looked, she looked amazing. If she stunning. had the hair from her glamour look and that yes. outfit, I think yes. she would have killed it. Yeah, she looked stunning. But then it was just like she was eating kitty litter and, you know, come on. You know, you're, you're talking, you're, you're going you to wake up pretty early in the morning to filth out Lori Roggenkamp, who got an ear infection from cleaning her ears with boob sweat Q-tips and who loves to drink period blood. I do um, not love to drink period blood. Let's please stop. That's not a thing. I will say that, to be honest with you, I felt like the filth was tampered down a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't anything except for maybe the kitty litter. There wasn't anything where I was just like too grossed out over. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if that means it was boring. I was actually happy about it because <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't want to watch people do gross things, but um, you know, for the sake of the show, that might have meant that it was a little muted. Um, I mean, this again, this is like this is like the top of the, this is the top tier. So this is all just stuff that like is very like nitpicky. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. where like I think if you put this in another another round of the show, I felt like these looks still would win. Mm-hmm. Like they were still good looks. It's just yeah. that when you um you know when you showcase uh when you're in the top tier when you're in the finale you have to kind of bring it to the next level mm-hmm. in my personal opinion i feel like hoso was the one who did that um for the finale but if we're looking at the arc of the show which is what i feel like the judges based off to select the winner mm-hmm. dolly clearly was the winner mm-hmm. so well look uh I agree with you. Let me go down the line. I agree with you on Saint, right? Uh, on Sigourney, I was like, she's pulling off the skin again, which I think you made that point. Um, yeah. I just didn't see what she was doing as inherently filthy, right? Yeah. What's funny is in the confession, I'm going out of Dali and Hoso. In the workroom, Dali says, his, or there, I'm think, I think he's non-binary i think their point was that they were they wanted to turn the camera lens on us and make us feel filthy right i don't know that they necessarily accomplished that with their look okay yeah but what's what's funny is hoso did do that hoso turned the filth on us and was like this is how you see asian people when you call them orientals uh, and you accuse them of eating cats 
and this is the way you see them. You, you know, you see them as filthy. This is what you do. Which, by the way, I was like, oh, so that's just called Lori's uh, act in 2006. Yeah, I was going to ask, why are you pointing your finger at me? I'm. <laughs> this is very insensitive. Yeah, I did play some of those uh, those uh, Martini Blues bits from 2006. I did not. I never. Or Stop as it. Lori said, Martini Brews. And I was like, that's very offensive, Lori. I thought they were moving to a brewing company. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a brew. A brewery. Um, I, I am with you on Dolly. I thought it was an interesting uh, thought. I thought it was an interesting concept. You're right. The looks, the colors and everything were muted. And again... I didn't see it was a, a definitely an, an interesting performance art piece. Again, I just don't know if it was filthy. No, I don't think it was. I honestly in that moment, if in my and this is purely my opinion, and I know that, you know, obviously there's probably like regulations where they can't do that. But if you wanted to be truly filthy, he should have just pulled out his dick and masturbated. No, pulled you're out right. their dick mm-hmm. and masturbated. You're right. Like and and the fact that they didn't do that, I think you know, there's probably like production stuff involved. So I'm not saying I'm not blaming them for that, but I think that that would have been the truly filthy thing to do. Now you can't denigrate them for not doing that. Cause you know, they probably, that's probably, it was the sort of like, what's her, uh, what's some, uh, hollow Eve, you know, hollow Eve said that, I think, didn't they say that there was like a thing that they wanted to do? And then they were told by production that they couldn't do it. I think it had something mm-hmm. to do with like tampons or something like that. Oh but. yeah. Well that's happened on other shows. So we RuPaul's drag race as well. Especially with tampons, which to you is a turn on and makes you hungry. <sighs> Stop it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, overall, I think that this was a great, you know, this was a great show and I thought the looks were great and I thought they all did a good job. I just think that when you look at like, purely based off this if we were if we were going to vote based off this show alone in my mm-hmm. opinion i think hoso would won mm-hmm. but the show itself you know it, you you have to give it to dali so i agree uh before we close the show here do you have any last thoughts on the entire season on the entire Oh, well, let me do this. It's only the Boulets tonight, and after lengthy deliberations, they're ready to crown their super monster. Dali is named the winner of the Boulet Brothers Dragula season four and gets blood dumped on them as they celebrate. By the way, I love Dali's, like, scream at, like, primal scream was kind of cool, but. Yeah, that was great. And the way that she sort of, like, embraced the blood. Yeah. You know, and just mm-hmm. is like, yeah, this is me. And, um, but I'm not saying that, like, they, none of the other, you know, contestants would have done that, but I felt like she definitely, or they definitely made it, like, uh, more of like a thing, and it was sort of like a really cool thing to watch. Tomering, um, by the way, wait, uh, wanted you to know if Eve wanted to use her own used tampons in her look that she'd been freezing for that look. That's right. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, it's look. I think that it worked out for Dali, and you know, I think that congratulations to them, and they deserve it. I mean, honest, legitimately, this is one of those finales where I feel like if you, if any of them had won. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, yeah, okay. You know, like yeah. that they deserve it. And so it kind of made it a little um, less, you know, dramatic in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also I just, I, I, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was a little sweet that when they announced Dolly, like none of them really seemed resigned and mm-hmm. they all just seemed excited for Dolly. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool. Like none of them, you, you, I didn't see, 
I'm sure they all were, you know, devastated in their own way, but they didn't show that. Their immediate reaction was good for Dolly, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of cool. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll just comment on the season as a whole, which is it was an interesting season. It wasn't bad. It was I feel like still like season 3 more, but whatever. Uh season 4 was good. I didn't have a problem with it. I worry though about what's to come. I'm worrying now the show's getting bigger. Are we going to see an evolution like Drag Race where the queens become very self-aware and they become, it's no longer, you know, what sort of made Dragula great seasons one through three is it it was rejects of RuPaul's Drag Race who could never make it on that show, you know? Yeah. And now that we're seeing former Drag Race contestants on the show, we've seen an evolution where now... Dragula is its own successful and viable genre that then now attracts people who are just who just want to be reality television stars and not necessarily bringing the looks. And so I'd be very curious to see what seasons five, six, and seven bring to this show. And I almost see a season four as the fulcrum as where the show changes. You know, much like you know, you could say the same thing about season four of Drag Race is one is one of those fulcrum seasons. And I'm almost wondering if this is. Well, I think I I disagree with you to a point. I think that, you know, we also have to take into consideration that a lot of the production and a lot of the choices that were made were probably made because of COVID and restrictions and stuff. And I think that, um, in my opinion, I think I'm actually, I mean, I'm not saying that you're not, so I don't want to say that, put that on you, but I'm very excited for what's going to happen in the future when we don't have as many COVID restrictions and they have their production value and i'm i'm excited to see what what level they take it to because i feel like i feel like for the most part they're sticking to that that you know we're these are drag rejects who are not aren't normally considered like quote unquote the typical drag and they want to express their art and you know we'll take all comers um and i think that that i I think they still kind of held true to that and you know with Dolly, the the finale, the people who were in the finale and with the person who won, I feel like they're showing that they're not, you know, they're not sticking to a mold sort of thing, in my opinion. Um, and I'm excited to see what, what happens. I'm excited to see what they do next. Because I think that once we have the restrictions off, then it's like they're just going to go full speed. So. Mm. Uh, okay, well, Lori, why don't we do this? You know, we have two feeds. We have this feed on the Drag Race Recap feed. We have the Patreon feed, but there's also the Hello Uglies feed. I know we haven't covered the Last Supper, but why don't we save that discussion for a post-mortem that will only be, unfortunately, on the Hello Uglies feed. So if you want to hear our, and we have other post-mortems we need to do as well. If you want to hear those in the future, subscribe over at Hello Uglies. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, uh, it's also at HelloUglies.com. Look up Hello Uglies uh, on your podcast feed. It's the one with the better cover art. And um, and we'll do it there. Well, Lori, any final thoughts before we take off for the season? Um, you know, I, uh, I hope everyone's safe. I hope that you're all, you know, in a safe place. And I really enjoyed doing this season, and I'm excited to see what's next. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. (laughs) 
This is going to be this week's episode and this season of Hello Uglies. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Uh, be sure to join us next year as we continue. I think it might be this year. Uh, well, well, I guess I'm assuming we're in 2022. Anyway, uh, join us in 2022 as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dragulus. Uh, the, the search for the world's next drag super monster. So for Lori Rockenkamp and myself. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, uglies. Did you forget what we say? I almost said sashay <laughs> So pathetic. Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at helloUglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Rockenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello, Uglies is an afterthought media podcast. Thank you.